that they're not on my CV. CV. Quatorium Vitae or something like that. Mm. It's like the creatives resume. It's basically like the list of all the jobs you've ever worked on. Yeah. Is that a long is that a long list for you? For my yeah, for me it's actually a pretty long list. Not not for nothing, I must toot my own horn No, no, toot 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 away. Toot toot in a way. My CV is pretty long. Like whenever I would um send it over to some people that I wanted to interview or I mean interview with or work for, they would usually be impressed by my C V, especially when they would know or find out how young I was. Yeah. They're like, wow, you've done a lot of work for you know your age i'm like thank you i know yeah you you, you're definitely hungry oops Um, let me lower that down what the hell thank god down anyway yeah man i remember you were very hungry because i know we worked together too in uh in the beginning of like my like when i was taking photos and stuff like i don't know if you remember we had a photo shoot yes i do remember that (laughs) downtown yeah right i'm trying to remember oh my god like i just remember it was funny because I remember we were shooting outside of my mom's office building, which is like right on Washington, mm-hmm. like yeah. right across from the Westin. Yeah, we were like using the like the reflective yeah windows and shit. I had like my gray purple hair. That was like that was many moons ago. Yeah, some dope ass fucking shades, man. That's what I remember too. Was, like, oh, they were yeah, they were like big black cat eyes, or they were white cat eyes. I don't know. I was really into cat eyes at that point, but they just remember they were big and oversized and they were like pointy at the end. Yeah, they were dope. I remember just like, put them on, man. Come on, let's get this shot real quick. I've, I vaguely remember the outfit, too. It was like black shorts. I had these really bl- cheap black shoes that I ordered online from, I don't even know what website anymore, but they were like probably like $14 for some shoes. <laughs> and then a striped button down. Or a striped, something was striped. Some, it was striped, yeah. yeah. Something was striped. I don't remember what was striped, but something was striped. It was the top. Because I, I, I actually was looking at um, my Tumblr recently like i was talking to a friend and we were talking about tumblr and i told him like yeah i used to have like all my work posted up there it's oh. kind of like the visual resume and i found those photos on there oh my god what you had to show me yeah I- i'll show you later it's pretty cool um but uh vic thank you for coming on oh yeah we'll start. it's a pleasure having you yeah, yeah we're rolling <laughs> already we're rolling already um so vic just tell me a bit about yourself like what you do and what you like to do. Just a little taste of who you are to the people. Oh, God, I'm never good at this question. It's such a vague and open-ended question for me. Um, but let's see what I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a interesting. I think it's interesting because it's like now you have to think like, okay, who am I in like yeah, a sentence or two? But you can elaborate here. Yeah, like sometimes I get like a mild or mild, a mini existential crisis when I get asked this question and I'm like, who am I? What do I like to do? But it's like, because it's a lot. Yeah. Or I could go on and drone on for like hours and hours about this stuff. Or I could have half a sentence and not know what to say, but I'm pop. And then it's set in stone, whatever oh, you say. God, you just said it. There. <laughs> you seem like you get nervous. <laughs> I get so nervous so easily. No, but it seems like, okay, so yeah, we all have so many interests in our lives. And it seems like the one that you promote and push the most is that you're like a stylist and you're into fashion and you're into design right oh absolutely okay so styling is most of my thing well fashion in general is my thing it's always like ever since i was little i feel like this is such a cliche statement to say but like even when i was three years old i remember i used to live across the street from the library 
And my mom and I would go there every single weekend or we would go after school sometimes. And I would refuse to walk out to cross the street into the library if it wasn't an outfit that I liked. Like, I remember one time she tried making me wear this, like, orange fuzzy sweater, which, if I think about it now, would actually probably be really cool. It was, like, bright orange and, like... <laughs> now you appreciate it. Now, now I appreciate it. If I wore that and, like, I wish I had a picture of myself in that sweater that I used to think was god-awful, but... Um, Tastes yeah. change, huh? Tastes, you, like, appreciate things later sometimes. That's a lot of... I feel like it's a th- statement that people tell me or that you hear a lot and, like, you would think it affects your style or like how you carry yourself as a person in general. Oh God, here I am, my man again. But um, yeah, taste change. And yeah, so anyways, back to that. Um, I've always been into what I wore and I was always very self-conscious about what I wore. But I think that came from my parents because both my parents were very fashionable and um, Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. My father, he was I guess because he was always on the smaller like slimmer side he'd be able to like borrow his sister's jeans and like they would borrow each other's clothes they would share clothes together. they would share clothes wow. like jeans that's like stuff. really progressive that's yeah. like really progressive thinking there yeah like I guess it was also just because my father was able to fit in their clothes and you know to save money he's like oh yeah I'm gonna go just borrow my sister's jeans or yeah whatever. and sometimes yeah no women's pants sometimes fit like nice you know like it, it depends on who's your like your style you know like what your taste is but i know um my friend merlin i think you might know him like oh. yeah he's he's told me before that he has like yeah, these like, these woman jeans but they look nice on him it's like you wouldn't think you know it's just labels anyway it's just labels like i mean we've like this is a men's shirt mm-hmm. i don't even know what it is or where it's from. like a dragon it's like a dragon like a japanese That's style intense. tattoo um thing but this is definitely from the men's section i got it from beacon's closet but i was never in i never saw like men's or women's clothes i mean i i did of course i did but i feel like especially as i got older i'm like oh i began to appreciate and learn to step out of the box more and see like oh you know it's i don't have to limit myself to just women's clothes even though when it comes to women's clothes women's clothing is so much more um expansive and women have a lot more options which is why i give props to men especially like what men can dress because it's like you guys don't really have any options it's like shirts button downs sweaters hoodies and pants yeah the way the world at least society works they they've given us a simpler simpler yeah yeah. Yeah. but yeah back to the whole progressive thing in my father (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really cool that he was like, oh, yeah, I'll throw those on. Those look fucking dope. They fit me. Yeah. He um, was always into his clothes. He would, like, collect Jordans and, like, Air Maxes back in the day, like, in the 90s and the 80s and whatever. Um, And my mom, she was always, like, fashionable. Like, she would, she told me, like, when she could afford it back in the day, like, in the 60s or whatever. Oh God, is that bad that I exposed my mom's age? Whatever. Imagine she texts you. Why did you do that? It was a secret till now. I tell everybody because I love talking about how my parents are like on the older side, but they look young for their age. And how my parents, uh, just like the whole story about my parents and like when they had me and whatever. Anyways, that's another topic. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um... Yeah, like she was always fashionable, and she said that even when I was a baby, she would 
go shopping, like go crazy shopping for me. So I guess it was always just in my blood and it was yeah. just deeply ingrained into me even as a child. That's so funny because I start thinking about Leandro and like how you probably dress him and you go shopping with him and you're possibly passing down that same sort of experience see if it wasn't for this whole covid thing like i would be going all out so much more for him but it's like we're home so he's just in pajamas to be honest like oh know. he's keeping it for now he's keeping it simple yeah. yeah i mean it's like i would and i totally especially like if i can afford it, baby clothes are so expensive are they yeah i've never shot for baby clothes yet they're not super expensive but they add up especially like the fact that they only last for like a month or two Mm-hmm. Yeah, they literally have like six month outfits and then eight month, right? Like, yeah, they're like it changes. Six, what's, the, nine, what's that change like? 12. Oh my God. Especially like you don't know how he's going to grow. Like, I had no idea that my son was going to grow at an ex- like really, really fast rate. Like, yeah. the child went, I mean, he was born a bigger baby, but like, even when he, like, even now, like, he's only a year and like three weeks old, but he's like, Wearing 18 month, 24 month clothes. Mm. He's just huge. So that's why I'm like, oh. He's fucking adorable, man. Thank you. He's one of the coolest kids I know. I don't know a lot of babies, though. My baby cousin is pretty cool. I'm sure. It's just family. I have to say it's cooler <laughs> than your baby. Like, because his family's cooler than oh, your no, baby. But it's totally understandable. You always have to say it. My cousin or my niece or my nephew is the coolest baby I know. It's always, you always gonna say that. Obviously, yeah. I'm gonna be like, Bias. my kid's the coolest kid that I know. That's bias, a little bit of bias. But no, that's pretty dope that, um, like, your mom was already kind of in this world of having, like, a lot of taste with her clothing. And she would, like, bring you along. And then and then here you are here doing the same it. thing. But, like. Now it's, like, my thing. It's, like, my career goals. I don't know. Career. It's a part of that. It's, it's a part, part of that vision board, right? Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like. You know, like when I was younger, I had those dreams of like wanting to be a vet and wanting to be a singer or a dancer or a chef or whatever, or like even a scientist at some point. But I think it was in like the fourth grade and I got this like, those like activity book things that they do for girls. And there was like one for like sports, one mm-hmm. for like um, science or whatever. I don't know. And then one was for fashion and I bought the fashion one because it was the prettiest colors. And I was like, oh, I like it's clothes. Like flashy, right? It was flashy. And then I was like, it was like orange and purple. And I was like, oh, I really like that. And I like clothes, so let me get this book. So I got it and like it would prompt you to like draw outfits and whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really like this. And then that's when I decided I wanted to be a fashion designer. Because obviously, like, you know, when you think of fashion, the first career you think of as fashion designer, even though the world of fashion and the jobs that are available in the fashion world, are like, there's so many. Yeah. There's a lot of different pieces to it. Yeah, like, like there's just like, like even business side alone. Like the the business world of fashion is so large, and there's so many different um, careers within that under that umbrella. So yeah. like fashion is just a big thing. Like when people think fashion, again, like you think fashion designer, you don't think of like stylist, creative director. You don't think of. Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think of designer almost immediately. Yeah, I think about the runway. Once I hear fashion, I just think, think about the runway, models. Yeah, that's, that's like the automatic thing that you think of. But there's so many people behind that. It's obviously more than just the designer. There's like the pattern makers. There's the seamstresses. There's, you know, there's the technical parts, and then there's the people who are in the business side of it. Because mm-hmm. you know, you can't just be a designer. 
hundred percent. Yeah. There's like, a just whole production. You draw clothes doesn't make you a fashion designer, or it doesn't mean you're going to be a successful like you're going to have a su- successful line or brand. It there's so much more to it, and that's where all mm-hmm. the other people on the team comes in. But yeah, so that's where stylist comes in at some point. Yeah. And so that's where I and Vic. That's where I and people in my part of the industry come in. Um, well, I, I have a question too, because I know uh, I feel like the fashion world is almost similar to acting, where it's like uh, it's pretty competitive and it's like who you know and things like that, like getting into it. Is, is my perception of that wrong? Like, how was it going into the industry? Like, so accurate. So, so accurate. It's almost like it really doesn't matter. Like, so backtrack when i was younger i thought i wanted to go to fit you know fashion institute of technology mm-hmm. one of the most revered one of like the first schools you think of when, when you think of fashion um and i always wanted to go there but then when i decided that i want you know they're obviously one of their biggest programs is for fashion and design and they have different um sub categories or subdivisions within their fashion design um mm-hmm. but i wanted when i came to the conclusion I wanted to be a stylist after, and this is after learning how much work really goes into being a fashion designer I came to the conclusion that I'm not good at creating things it's very handsy it's very hands on like oh. regardless of the, the drawing yeah it's like piece. drawing and then sewing and then you have to know how to make patterns and that that involves a lot of technicality and like and then putting math. it all together oh there's so much to it that because yeah so when I was in high school I was in the fashion program I'm um, my high school in county prep mm-hmm. and most of the program was design based so we did like a little bit of sketching but most of it was like sewing and pattern making and drafting and stuff and that's where i went i'm like oh no no, no, no. this is too much yeah. i don't know how to do this like, yeah, i like this crazy. and yeah. i still want to do something with this but this is this was not i was meant to be prepared for so that's when i really came to the conclusion that i didn't i didn't want to be a designer anymore because most of my life, even though most of my life was fashion, or I knew, like, I'm pursuing fashion. Um, it wasn't design. It, it was, like, when I was about 13, when I was like, okay, I want to be a stylist, because then I'm putting outfits together. Mm-hmm. That was really my thing. I was like, oh, I'm not really one of those people. Ooh, feed my child. Oh, man. Responsible. <laughs> my alarm to feed my child. <laughs> it's okay. Lola's going to feed him. Um, you want to text anyone no 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 okay um i think it's just an alarm that i forgot to turn off and it just reminds it's just there to remind me of like what time it is because i lose track of time so easily yeah as the day goes on oh god you can't even imagine anyways that's why i have a watch too because like i i used to wear watches but i wore watches as bracelets basically yeah i don't know how to tell time ask me i'll wear i would literally wear three (laughs) it tells you and you wear three? I would literally wear like two watches sometimes. Have I ever worn three? I might have worn three at some point. Have you had the iWatch? The, the, is that what it is? From Apple, right? Yeah. No. I mean like regular like analog watches. Like, but they would have nice bands. Like it would be like a lime green band with a gold mm, face. Right. So that makes like, sense. Wear, I would literally wear it as like a bracelet. So people would ask me like, oh, what's the time? And I'm like, oh, oh, my phone. They're like, you have a watch right there. And I'm like. Yeah, it's that, but it was the analog, right? It was analog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those are like a little more work to like be like, okay, there's oh, the arm. Dear. Where's the arm? It's yeah, like, three, it, uh, 30, like, it's not, it's 36. 36. 
Is the arm on the? It's in between two. It's like oh god, forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why whenever I wear well, they are, they are prettier because it's like the digital watches, unless it's like a Casio, but even then, like those are kind of sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's the, funny. They just look nicer. Yeah, you sacrifice like knowing the time for just style <laughs> for fashion, just to have it. Yeah. That's me in a nutshell. I mean, at least I is what I really see like, but. Oh God, where was I going with this again? Well, I think you were talking about the. I think you were talking about in high school. Um, oh yeah. Um, when I came to the conclusion, like after seeing how much work really mm-hmm. um, goes into being a designer, I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm sticking with styling. Like I'm gonna pursue styling. And then so, I once I got to like junior senior year when you're preparing to go to college and whatever, I was looking up trying to look up fashion styling programs and you couldn't even find any like they didn't have one at fit what year was this too i'm really bad 13 2000 2012 13 i graduated 2014 in high school um so around that time was when i was like trying to look into programs and i didn't Mm -hmm. even see any like they didn't have any at fit they didn't have any at parsons they didn't have anything at fidm even though that's in um california um and then the only ones i could find was that like instituto marijuana or some shit like that out in um, italy or they had another program in um yeah you're not gonna go out to italy yeah i mean that would have been cool but that would be dope that would be dope it's it, it, yeah it'd be a whole different experience that would have been a, such what, an experience yeah like exchange students yeah, and stuff like yeah am i regretting my my path now no nah, man <laughs> but there is probably alternate universe where you're chilling because you did <laughs> you went there you're like <laughs> it's so funny though like these choices we made in our lives you know and how they set these paths like you know what i mean like, oh, I think the, all the time, like did that one decision like completely alter my path in life probably did but like would it have been so much better if i had chosen that one instead but then i can't do that because i'm, I'm gonna hyper fixate on those things and yeah yeah, that's the negative part of overthinking. Like overthinking can be beneficial, but then yeah, it's just like you can't you can't change the past. I take overthinking like, to a whole new level. I overthink breathing. Oh my god! Why is it just because life <laughs> sometimes is fucking? Mm. My brain just is just like how is it constantly going? Like constantly stream of consciousness. Twelve thousand like, miles an hour every five seconds. I think so fast that I can't even process my thoughts or like. Everything I'm saying right now, I'm not thinking. It's just happening. Whatever, yeah. whatever's going well, That's right. why I like this medium. Like it's, it is very stream of conscious. Like you just talk, and like you know, if you say something wrong, it's like oh, whoops. But it's like, it's like a free flow. You know, it's a free flow. It makes me feel a little more relaxed too, because it's like I'm not overthinking anything that I have to say. Or like that's why I like ask. talking about this. Like when it comes to like a more formal conversation, I feel like I have to, my brain at least is like forcing me to be more calculated and like i end up not saying anything because i think i end up thinking too much about what i'm going to say or how i'm going to explain that answer so yeah man i'm 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 been there i'm there pretty often where like i don't want to say the wrong thing so like i'm like adjusting like if if imagine like your thoughts were like a physical thing you could see like a floating screen it'd be like adjusting like your phrase is like, word and then i'm just like wait wait what no, yeah no, this is like, better no, no, this is better okay. no, you just no, throw no, the whole no. thing it's like never mind fuck it i'm not gonna say anything never mind yeah. damn it yeah no it's it's weird but then like what's what's difficult is like we need to be able to communicate very well like you know i know as you as a stylist like forming these 
uh, shoots and these ideas and things like that, you need to be able to discuss very clearly, right? Yeah. It's so hard, but it's also why it's a good thing. I mean, at least for me, it's easy to speak. I struggle speaking, like in general, like communicating mm-hmm. my regular thoughts, my regular thoughts, <laughs> or just talking to people. Like even right now, I'm kind of struggling. When it comes to talking about like fashion and clothes, I feel like that comes mo- the most natural for me. Like talking about like the structure or the silhouette or like how I think the colors play well with each other, stuff like that. Like that I can do. And that's why when it comes to communicating like ideas, like for like when I'm presenting a concept to a photographer or to a client, it's just like, hey, I like, or sometimes I don't even need words. Sometimes it's just purely visual. Like if I'm making a mood board and then like, I'll just, put some stuff together like i'll put some visuals and then i'll send it over and people are like oh this I is cool I get it. yeah that's the one thing i love about fashion is that because i'm not gonna wear words which is why like i can never be a doctor or i can never be like a, what at some point i wanted to be a criminal crimi- well criminal justice lawyer or something like that you said lawyer. Oh, <laughs> never, no. never lawyer. Yeah, yeah that you have to be good with words my defendant is a guilty i mean not, not guilty, guilty. He's not guilty <laughs> Wait a second. Under <laughs> penalty of whatever for saving. I, I already don't know. Let me get words. my book. Let me get my book. You walk over and you're like, okay, hang I'm on, Judge. One second. Oh, 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 sorry. But I meant in that last statement, I meant this is This is it. Yeah, and then by then it's too late. It's know? too late. My, my main client's already guilty. They already decided. But it's good post, right? It's good post to realize, like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah, oh, that's my biggest thing. Oh, my God. Like, oh, uh, I should have said that. I should have said this or I should have done that. Or mo- most of it's said. Like, I should have said that instead. Like, when yeah. I watch this, when I watch this back later, I know I'm be like, damn, I should have said that instead. But oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. It's good to pick up on it. And then I think, because I, I did the same thing too, like, when I listen to these, I listen to them. Because I also want to improve on, like, the next one. Oh, no, you're good. It's really sensitive shit. Um, but I listen to them because I want to improve for the next one, you know? So, like, I hear, like, how I ask questions or, like, my attention. Like, am I there completely or do I, like, deter or do I make a joke? They just throw shit off and it's like, why did I do that, you know? So, I really listen to myself, which is which is a good thing. That's how you get better for the next thing that you're going to be a part of. That's a good thing about, like, that whole editing thing. Like, when you're editing or, like, when you're reviewing your work like you get to see like oh what can i have done better or what can i do better for the next time that's why like when it comes to shooting and stuff i feel like i'm one of those people that always like overthink it i'm like when i whenever i do or like i said whenever i do anything i overthink it but like especially when i'm doing a shoot i'm like because i'm so much harder on myself because i'm like this is what i want to do this is what i live to do mm-hmm. of course i want to produce nothing short of a perfect piece so when I look back at things and I'm like, oh, I could have used this belt instead or, oh, I didn't remember to steam that part of the dress as well as I should have or like, oh, I forgot to move her earring out of the way so that it was laying perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then looking at little things like that that like piss me off or to me like, oh, God, like, why, why did I do that? Or why did I think to do that? It makes me more aware for the next time, for the next shoot where I'm like, okay, now you're more aware of these things like 
make sure everything is steamed properly. Make sure you um, watch when sh- the model is moving in between shots. To, yeah, like something moves your Yeah, shift, make sure or... that the collar is always placed properly. Make sure you tape it down in place. That's like another thing. Like all these like little tips and tricks and stylist hacks. That's fucking whiskey. That's whiskey. Yeah, there's something I really like about whiskey. It's just, to me, the, the smoothest experience of getting drunk. You know, like if the goal is to get drunk, you know, it's also nice to get casual tipsiness that it kind of brings. But I don't like light liquor to me is like it just, ta- it just doesn't taste good. Yeah. And it's more for party shit. That's why it's like once, I, once I'm in the moment, I can do it. But if I have an option, I'll be like, this is definitely more of like a chill and sip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, I mean, I guess because most of the time when I was drinking it was because I was out trying to you know dance and shake some ass and like, shake what? some fucking yeah yeah and that's where that light liquor comes in yeah keeps you light but also drunk oh yeah mm-hmm. see no dark liquor mm-hmm. makes i mean i used to be a whiskey girl but then i was also a whiskey out in the on the streets kind of girl and then that's why when i i had a bad experience with whiskey and yeah that's why i deterred oh man. i went i went for the light you went to the light. I went to the light. That's a good song by Common too. I don't know if you know Which that one? song. Light. The light. light? Yeah. <laughs> there are times when you need someone. Yeah, I will be by your side. <laughs> well, that's not even Common. He sampled that, but I forget the name oh, really? of that artist. Oh, yeah. Wait, you're right. I do remember hearing that. That was a sample, and I feel like I have heard the original, but I didn't pay attention. It's so good. Mel showed it to me. I didn't really think about looking up the. Um, the sample is such a good song. Both of them, you know, that's the original uh, and commons and commons. Yeah, he, his flow in that song is just amazing. Um, but uh, but uh, I digress. Um, okay, shit. I tried to make a note of what you said. You said it's like the harder you think, the more you forget. Oh, <laughs> it's honestly. one of those things. But I think we were um, touching on a little bit of like the aspects of. Uh, oh yeah of a shoot so you you were talking about like these tips and tricks oh yeah. you know i remember seeing like behind the scenes of like I, this, this movie lost in translations uh by sofia coppola and it's with bill murray and scar johansson and they're like in tokyo or some shit and it's like really weird kind of like lovey-dovey romance movie but not really it's like these two aimless people that are just trying to like kind of find i guess purpose bill murray's older and he's i guess like jaded and then scar johansson's like young and just kind of lost doesn't know what she wants to do she's there like with her boyfriend and he's like on a gig or something so she's just alone in tokyo but anyway bill murray plays this character who's basically i guess like sort of like based on him he's like a celebrity and he's doing like commercials in tokyo and like the way they had his suit pressed they had like clips yeah right yeah like clips on the back to keep it tight and pressed that's so cool cool. (laughs) you see the front of the side it's like you wouldn't. You never think that she shit. Would have no idea. What what else sort of stuff do they do to kind of perfect like clothing? Um, Make it a lie. So, well, one is steaming. That's like the most important thing. Like just mm-hmm. to de-wrinkle everything. Like that's like the simplest but most effective thing in my opinion. Oh, super key. Oh yeah, it's like better ironing. than ironing. Oh, like I should get a steamer. Oh yeah, instead of an a steamer. Ironing. Okay. Yeah, like I feel like ironing is really only for like pants and like do you iron suits? iron suits i don't know i should oh, probably know this that's thing. risky oh, yeah this you should know me should yeah i mean as a dude i should know it too we're both like we should okay, know we it. should know, this, we should know this. this is embarrassing hopefully you iron suits this. anyways <laughs> um 
Yeah, so like I um steaming for sure because it's like you can steam anything without risking um damaging it. I mean, there's still a risk of damage because steam hot like boiling hot steam could fuck up some stuff really mm. quickly. Like oh god, one time I fucked up, but I kind of fucked up like a three hundred something, not three hundred dollar, <laughs> more like an eight hundred nine hundred dollar gown. Mm, on, on, on like a shoot like, while no, you're prepping it wasn't on shoot it wasn't on set it was um i'm not gonna mention who because that could get me in some trouble <laughs> but it was for like a celebrity appearance and mm, um i'm sorry <laughs> and i was um steaming the gowns that she was trying on for her appearance and one of the, i guess the steamer that i use oh that's another thing that like when you steam you can't just use regular tap water because the minerals in the tap water when, especially if the steamers are kind of old, it mm-hmm. can cause like rust to spit mm-hmm. out and ruin the gown. And that's what I did. Oh my god! Oh, like, it's it like shit stay. you wouldn't think about, though. Yeah, little things you think like, oh, water. I'm just gonna go to the sink over there. Nope, it's you just do that. You can, but you risk ruining a nine hundred dollar gown. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I what I would do in that situation. Yeah, no, so I kind of just like. Thankfully, we ended up using totally different dresses. I had to do everything anyways, and that so I was just, like steaming it, and I was like, oh, God, it was like a bright. I think it was like a bright yellow dress too, so you could like totally see it. Yeah, it's one of those colors, right? You see any imperfection. Oh God, it it's like, like wearing white. Oh yeah, it was like you saw it, like when you when you hung it. Thankfully, we were everybody we was so busy that nobody really noticed, it. and we used something totally different. So I was like, okay, fine. Oh my God. I'm not going to notice. Oh man, that's a nightmare. But yeah, but you don't have a lot of those, right? Is it usually a, is a is it usually like a cool smooth time on set or um, you, on set you I mean, fight a lot of gets, different shit that comes it, out? It usually gets very hectic on set, especially like for bigger productions. Like when okay, so like most of my um, experience was um, on set for like Vogue International shoots. Mm. So like Vogue Japan, Vogue Russia, Vogue Germany, Italy, Brazil, Japan. If I said that already. A whole bunch of them. <laughs> did that did that require traveling, or was that like on site in the city? It was always like... in the city for okay. the most part. I mean, sometimes you would travel to like upstate for certain shoots, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, we were like in studios like Milk and Pier. Oh my god, Pier. Mm, like I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not gonna. Is it Pier Fifty Nine? I'm not gonna answer. Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so embarrassed. Please dub that. Yeah. No, it's a studio at Chelsea Piers. And you work there. I work we work there often. or milk or um Ooh, what are the other studios that we would work at? There's a whole bunch of studios. How how did those go? Um So that's with Vogue. Yeah, we did a lot for Vogue. Um and those were just crazy, like in the best possible way. Like mm-hmm. so overwhelming and exciting and we would just, I don't know. I mean, I guess one of my favorite parts is of styling is getting to play with all the clothes, but it was so much more fun because it was all like designer. So it would be like, we would have like Alexander McQueen dresses or gowns shipped in like these giant boxes that were like four foot, four by three. Mm-hmm. And it was like a $21,000 gown being shipped by itself overnight from Paris. Yeah, just a gown in, in yeah. its own fucking box. Own box. like Pres- <laughs> Preservation, yeah. Yeah, or it would be like DKNY sneakers or like the newest spring collection of um, Jordans that haven't released yet. Like, we got, I got to play with the coolest shit. 
Oh man, that does sound exciting. It's like so you get exciting. Get to see shit before like, people really see it. Yeah, like it was shit fresh off the runway. So like, there's a thing called. Um, so whenever there's a runway show, they always take pictures of every single outfit, and it's on Vogue um, dot com. The Vogue mm-hmm. runway. And then basically what we would do is we would take the pictures and we would request them from the PR offices or um, the PR people if it was like an in-house or if it was like an out-of-house PR um, company. Mm-hmm. And we would be like, hey, I want look 12, 15, and 33 from this show. Cool. Can we, um, let me please let me just send them a number. Just send them a the number and the image. And they'd be like, okay, and then we'll send it. And then they'll send it to us. So it's like the outfit that I saw on Gigi Hadid is like in my hands at this exact moment. And like, it's super cool. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, it's because Gigi Hadid. But it was like the fact that this gown that I saw on the runway, that this image is like all over the magazines is in my hands. Like, that's just crazy. It's like mind blowing to me. No, yeah. It's an exciting feeling. It's like, especially since, uh, you know, that's 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 your world that's like what you live for like you're you're yeah these pieces that you know especially to these designers that uh you know you don't want to be a fashion designer but yeah it's like this closeness to it immediately just because you're in the world right absolutely it's it was definitely the closeness of of being in that world i mean i was in the world and of course i was going to be playing not playing with the clothes but um working with these clothes because um, I was working for like larger scale. <laughs> I started thinking about playing. You're like, wee, <laughs> just like throwing That's gown up. Oh my god, to fluff it or something. Sometimes for like certain shots, we would do that where we would have to like hold things up between shots or like steam them or like, kind of fluff things up. Yeah, we would do stuff like that for certain shots. But um, it was more like we would play dress up with these things. It was so funny. We in the office sometimes. Um, we would like while we were prepping. So one one of the biggest things that we would have to do when it comes to styling or to prepare prepping for a shoot is that we have to collect all the um, once we collect all the things from the showrooms and from the offices and they're in all together in our office. We would have to like unpack everything, make sure everything's there because sometimes like a shoe will be missing or they'll give you the two left shoes or give you because all that shit is so hectic. It's so hectic. Like they're dealing with like. The PR people are dealing with like 12, 13 emails at once. Like, people are like, hey, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Looking at this, looking at that look. Oh, I'm missing this look. Oh, this look is delayed. Like, things like that. It's so hectic. Philip is a good man. I'm sure he is. Philip is a good man. You, you, uh, over time, uh, work with people, you know, enough times where they feel sort of like family. Oh. He's someone that, you know, he's a, he's an AC, which is like an assistant camera. So he mm. helps like pull focus. Mm-hmm. and build the camera and just like help with the set shit and it's like a really important role mm-hmm. um these are things that i want to learn and i feel like i should know too because i work closely with these people yeah just, i don't know it's like when especially when you're like on site you're so busy with your part of the like your part of the shoot or your part of like set that mm-hmm. you don't really focus or worry about anything else because you're so worried about making sure everything on your end is going to be as perfect as possible. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like shit already on your mind. And, yeah. But the, that's like the more like and you were talking about like more when productions get more serious, you know, there's a lot of this communication that has to happen back and forth. And if you don't have like the right team members, you know, if you don't have the right people present, then it's like a more like 
confined conversation between just like less people, which is just like more stress because it's too much for like the little number of people. So oh. then you start building out, you know, that team of people and he's a he's a part of it. Right. He's a, he's a big part of it. And like, yeah, that AC, I can direct, I can be on set and like focus on cast and like focus on what the next shot is going to be and what we're going to do and talking to the actor, actresses. And he's helping the the DP, the director of photography see, with yeah. the camera stuff. So then I just have to be okay. And they let me know when they're ready, you know, and then I just have to say, roll, camera speed, action, boom, get right. into it. Right. And if it was just me alone, imagine, that's how I started. It was just me alone with yeah with the camera gimbal and just like okay action and then i'm like shooting it's like it's so much stress and then like did we get that shot it's like and then you have so much to worry about and then sometimes you know like you aren't able to i'm just like casually switching in the middle of this Mm-mm. yoga session <sighs> I, i'm ashamed i'm ashamed i've missed this is what so many years of interning have done they fucked up my body like permanently from having to carry around like 80, 90 pounds worth of garments and bags. Back and forth. I just see you through rushing. Manhattan, oh, up shit. and down the subways. From office to office, making sure I'm getting there on time before it's too late. And before the office closes, or else that $20,000 gown that we needed on set, that was our hero look, is not on set. And yeah, very stressful. Yeah, shit. I mean, it's. I think it's really important to go through those experiences because like that shit makes you just take everything much more serious and appreciate it but in the moment you're like fuck this you're like oh i've, in oh, the I've moment, had fuck ups. oh i've had so many fuck ups oh man not so many uh, okay let me not let me not paint a bad picture of myself i've had it no this is early on anyway you know right. for talking about the beginning of the journey dude i mean i've like i've shot a music video and like lost the card in the beginning you know like it's like bro i'm sorry Oh, I lost the SD card. We gotta shoot again, man. Let's schedule it out. I'm sorry. You know, like it shit happens that you don't expect sometimes. And right. It's just a part of the, the beginning. You know? Oh, but it's okay, you know. People fuck up in the start. If you don't fuck up in the start, I mean Are you really you fucking it? even yeah, even the people on the top, you know, even they Steve Jobs, up. you know, R.I.P. You know, he fucked up in the start, you know? Yeah, everybody fucked up in the start. Everybody big fucks up in the start, man. If you don't make mistakes, then you don't have the successes that follow, you know? Damn, that's some deep shit you just said there, but that is so true. So true. It's never a full, like, fucking home run. It's never, because, I mean, how are you going to hit a home run if you don't, you know, fuck up a few times before? Yeah. Or how do you learn how to hit a home run if you don't, you know? Get a few strength. Or that's just, the baseball terminology. <laughs> You're trying to make an analogy. Yeah. Nah, don't use some shit you don't know about. <laughs> you yeah, start to get baseball. No, you saying yeah, I don't know too much about baseball. Dude, are you, are you big on sports? Hell no. Glad I think sports no. I'm a fashion person. Nah, man, there's no time for it. There's no time for it. I think you choose your world sooner or later, you know. Oh, I've cho- I've chosen my world. That that is a world I've I've kinda like left out on the side. Left yeah. Left out of the blue. Yeah. I'm just like watching it like, okay. People talk about sports. I'm like, yeah. anyway, so about this silver dress. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I was also looking into a bit of like the stuff you've done. And you you, you had some work to do with uh, Oscar de la Renta. Yes. Cool. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So one of the stylists that I interned for, her name is Natasha Roy. She styles um, the... Uh, sorry, 
runway shows for Oscar de la Renta. I don't know if she still does. These are things that I should probably know. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassing. I don't, I don't keep up with my research, or I don't do enough research. <laughs> That's gonna, cool. Just gonna end that part. Anyways, um, yeah. So no, nothing gets edited out. Oh God. Unless you say something very politically incorrect. Like, oh, you're, like, you're, you're, like you're a Hitler supporter. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you told me that the other day that you oh, support Hitler. But... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're throwing... Wait, now we're throwing... Okay. Yeah, just, I'm sorry. It's a terrible dark it's joke, guys. It's just a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's easy to get canceled nowadays. So oh, I just want to make sure... No, but... You're not, not a... I'm not a Hitler supporter. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving forward. So, Oscar de la Renta. I only know him because he's Dominican, too. So, it's like my, my family sometimes brought him up and yeah. in conversation. He's a cool dude, man. He, he was, was a cool dude. He was a very cool dude. He was one of the biggest fashion houses. He started one of the biggest fashion houses to have ever existed on this planet. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, he studied under, because uh, I was reading into him a little bit. Yeah, isn't that fucking cool? How things are just connected sometimes, like, right? And now two of the biggest fashion houses, mm-hmm. but they were they worked under each other. They worked under not each other. under each other. Well, Oscar De La Renta worked under Balenciaga. Yeah, they're just connected in a in a meaningful way because that's just not a regular connection. It's like studied under him, like that's learned crazy. about yeah. all this shit, and then became his own monster, his own you know, not a monster. I mean, you know, what I mean? you know, like, his own, being his own big guy, his own brand. Yeah. Super cool stuff, how the world works. I mean, I feel like a lot of brands have ended up like that, but I'm not going to go into that because my research, oh, I should have brushed up on stuff. Anyways. Yeah, imagine I just start testing you. Oh, how about, how about this? No, yeah. That's not I feel this. like I'm always being tested. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. By life. Oh, yeah. Life Life is the biggest test. Always being tested by life. Always. Hurdles left and right. I was going to say, how is it? I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about what you've been up to when you came in, but like being a mother and being in this world, what is what is the balance like? Oh God, I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, motherhood, I mean, that in itself, I'm still trying to figure out. And I thought, yeah, I mean, you're young too, and and you know, getting thrown into this fucking very serious myself, predicament like, it's, alone. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to deal with and a lot to figure out. But you know, I'm. I'm figuring it out. I'm doing. I'm doing the things and all yeah. that. So yeah, no, you're killing it. Leo looks like a, a happy ass, well fed, <laughs> well fed, well beautiful fed baby. More than true. Yeah, he's got a little bit of. He got a belt. That hair is nuts. He's gonna be a cool ass kid, you know, because you're cool as shit, and that's usually passed down. He's already looking cool as fuck. I mean, I'm jealous of his just his long hair. That gen- the genetics went well over there. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Like trying to figure this out is like so overwhelming. Um, it's like trying to like my apartment is literally half office, half playroom. Like my living room, I have one giant garment rack full of clothes that I'm either trying to sell or use for, for shoots. Um, yeah, so I have like the giant garment rack over there, just covered and f- overflowing with clothes and like shoe boxes everywhere and then i have like bins of like glasses and accessories everywhere mm-hmm. and then on the floor are like all of his toys and his books and his like play mats and everything and yeah babies are messy too man they just you know there's no consideration they just leave shit around You're like, oh mom will get oh my it God, mom will works. fucking get it oh he's, we're not even there yet but right now all he does is just chaos pure chaos it's like i'm trying to keep everything under my um 
TV where it's like my books and like office supplies and then his like books and some of his toys and I keep a bunch of his books in a stack like that like um like a column and the first thing he does when he sees it he like grabs it and throws all the books onto the floor and he's like a, he's like a fucking cat you know and they like fucking toss and shit out I don't know, I don't know why they do that but I guess it's Those just like, just love chaos I think so yeah I think so I think they just like having shit clear because they just want to have their arms and like pat on shit so if there's stuff there they're like oh shit you yeah, might like, like the sound too of something like falling oh you know i never even thought about that i think so i think so yeah there's a there's a history you know that's a, a deep primal history where no, i'm just kidding why babies like to hear it falling no yeah babies are just random as shit oh, you yeah. can't predict what they're gonna do no, next never never babies are like experiencing the biggest trip of their life of yeah their lives do you do you know what your uh furthest memory is like how far back i can't remember shit as a baby but i do remember like i remember like stuff four or five, when I was three three what, what what's that memory is it just vague like a small moment yeah like i don't know if i was i think i was like three around this time three maybe four but i'm pretty sure closer to three um it was like uh, what are those things called? Hourglasses that you flip. That you flip sand with sand. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those things. And it was like a, I guess it was like a piece of decor. It wasn't anything fancy or special, but it was in my um, living room. I just remember I was playing with it because I could. You could kind of, if you like, wiggled it, you could take the glass part with the sand out of the little um metal holder, and then I would play with it. I dropped it, and then I got in so much trouble. Cause it's I broke it. Yeah, and then oh, yeah, damn. I just remember like hiding from my father. You broke an hourglass, and that's like the memory you furthest, furthest back. That's remember. the furthest back. That's some crazy shit. You broke like time essentially. It's, it's like, like you, you came into you came into consciousness. Oh, <laughs> You're like what the fuck? That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. That's the most existential thing. I've that's pretty cool. You broke time, and then you <laughs> became conscious. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. That's what son. sparked my consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> is it but it was really the stress right there's always shit i'm about to get in trouble <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the part that i remember the most yeah. it was a small one too it, it was like no it was like this big yeah yeah because that would make a mess right and do you know the history behind that like hourglass like whose it was nope or? nope not a yeah. clue I, cool, I think though. it was yeah. too young to have been taught that or to have known or yeah maybe someone told you like you broke your grandfather oh god no he brought that from the war <laughs> it's like this whole deep history imagine i should ask my parents like remember the hourglass i broke when i was like tiny well what was about that yeah no one has hourglasses so it must have been some i don't know mm. like you've never seen an hourglass they have them in uh marshall yeah i was gonna say marshall's does them yeah i'm not sure but the big like tacky ones uh-huh Who's gonna have that? Like, why do you want a constant reminder of how much time you have left in a certain thing? It's like, a, especially it's, it gets bigger. It's for aesthetic purposes, you know. That's true. That's true. It does look nice, you know. It does. It does kind of attract my minimal taste. It's like, oh, okay. What's minimal? It's like an antique kind of thing. Oh my god, what if it was that it was an antique? Mm, damn, you might have just answered your own question. Uh, that's why I got I built an antique. <laughs> no that's cool dude that's interesting i'm always i'm always curious about like how far people's memories go back because it's like our brains are just so weird how they work you know that shit's in there but then like what can we consciously what can you what do you tap in to unlock that memory yeah i'm not sure like 
I'm not sure how it works. And then through conversation, usually you, you can like dig. That's why you sparked like when you were talking earlier, you sparked like a random memory. I'm like, oh shit, I had a job that I worked on at some point, and it was around my birthday too. That like should have gone in my CV. So like random things like that. Yeah, but now you know. Hopefully, when you walk out of here, you'll you'll add that in. You'll fix that. Oh yeah, I have. hopefully I remember to do that. <laughs> I'll remind you while I'm editing probably I'll bump into it and be like oh shit you were talking about this big I got you yo thank you thank you yeah. I appreciate that no I got you man um but to go so let's go back into styling because we're getting into like fucking oh, yeah. memories and childhood <laughs> and shit I was about to tell my fucking one I don't want to sidetrack too much um but when you style like there's a lot of different elements that come into play right like the the texture the fabric the pattern the color all these things like what are like what are some of like the first few things you look at color mm-hmm. totally color i'm a huge color person i mean right now i'm literally just wearing black and white so that's not the best that's not the best representation of that but i'm such a big person when it comes to color i feel like um i almost kind of annoyingly color coordinate everything or try to color coordinate um yeah just about everything that i do like when it comes to my personal outfits or like looks that i create mm-hmm. um i try Either it's monochromatic or I do um, color coordination with like from the shoes down to the socks to the earrings to the nails or whatever. Like I try to make sure that everything is cohesive or at or matches it. Yeah, color is really important too. There's like certain films that uh, are all about that. There's like this film Carol, uh, which has uh, Kate Blanchett, I believe, um, and it's like a love story. This older woman kind of. Uh, falling in love with this younger woman it's very mutual that you know they both like each other and Mm -hmm. you know they kind of pursue this thing uh in a time period where uh lesbian love wasn't really accepted okay um and there's these certain scenes like they're seen in a restaurant with kate blatt's like waiting for the girl to come in she's wearing red she's like super fancy too she's like a higher up and the girl's more like she was just working at a store or something like that like this uh store in new york and that's how they kind of met and she has like this beautiful red outfit, red seat, red curtain that's nearby. It's like this restaurant, so it's dim lighting too. And it's like this this redness to it because red conveys a certain meaning in film too or, or just in general, you know, like love or, or passion or or secrecy. All these things, you know, are communicated. Um, so to me, yeah, color is like immediately one of the more important things that I look at when I'm making a mood board or a treatment for a project. So it's pretty cool that that kind of translates like, to to your world you know immediately because that's we're we're in cohesion you know like styling is a part of the filmmaking world where we need these outfits to convey a certain thing about a character yeah you know their colors like it's cool you know we're in the same world essentially yeah our our worlds interact or intersect very often Mm -hmm. yeah like one of i've never okay i'm terrible at movie references because my brain like yeah carol's like a left field one like that's not a mainstream movie whatsoever but um, one of the, I've never watched any of these films myself. But Wong Kar Wai, mm-hmm. I was about to mention him too. Yeah, yeah. his well, I, I've seen his um movie. I haven't actually watched the movies, but for, like for references, like those are like crazy when it comes to colors and just like the styling. Like that's I feel like Wong Kar Wai films are always referenced when it comes to um, the costume design world. Which yeah. is like a subsection or like, is it like a sister of 
world to styling. Yeah, like costume design and styling. Like yeah, for sure. Again. Costume department. Yeah, same world where you you have, you have the same tools. If you have the uh with like the costume designer if they're making pieces for the shoot for or the, they're like styling if they're styling yeah you know it's the same world it's like okay making sure all these characters and all these people have their outfits steaming and making sure they're good to go and like paying attention to the little things when when the camera's about to roll you know make sure everything looks good right that's mm-hmm. exact honestly like at some point i do think i want to um go into the costume design at some point because i feel like it's like the perfect marriage of styling and fashion design but mm-hmm. in a more creative way i mean you can get creative of course with like regular styling and fashion design but when it comes to costume design when there's like a film and like a, like a real concrete story behind it it's like you can do so much with it or it's so much easier i feel like at least for me would be to follow that would be like a guideline to follow like you have mm-hmm. to follow the storyline yeah there's definitely like this provided structure that comes with it because you're you're trying to like communicate something you know you're trying to uh whether you're trying to match things in a location you know or you have this color palette because a lot of projects are uh there's a lot of things established in pre-production just in terms of the look and the atmosphere and the tone so like colors uh the materials these people are wearing if it's a time period piece or something like that then it's like there's now it's like even more niche of like a area of clothing but yeah it gets like much more honed in where you know fashion is such a okay, who are you working with, you know, basically? And then it's like making sure the run of show goes well, uh, whether it's a shoe or one way or whatever. It's like making sure those, everything is just looks well and it is what it is. And then filmmaking creatively, I feel like that's where a stylist can shine because the stylist can come into a film and there's already like these ideas that they have to follow, you know? But that's where they can like kind of expand more their mind. Right. Because... What if the piece is like uh, a thriller, right? And it's like in the Midwest, you know. There's already kind of like outfits. I feel like that come into your head. Whether like, oh, if there's a shoot here and it's like in a metropolis, then what? What are those outfits that have to fit? You know, that's where I guess it becomes like fun. Yeah, that see, that's why I'm like, I want to get into costume design at some point. Like, it just sounds like it's so much. I like the structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're ready. You're ready there. You know. Right. In terms, I mean, like, of taste and, like, n- knowing how to, like, accumulate these these pieces to make a cohesive look. I feel like you're already there. And it's just being given the opportunity, right? Huh, costume design. Hmm, I go to California now and pursue costume design? Oh, man. I mean, there's there's films being shot all the time That's in New true. York. That's true. You know? And I'm actually, I'm actually working on a short film soon, too. I'm trying to... Because that's always what I wanted to do, get into narrative work. And it's more so... Uh, tricky because it's like self-financed oh, uh, unless you have like a grant or you, you know you get money from somewhere else it's like tough but there's a film that i want to do that's very it's kind of dark and, and gritty ooh, and i feel, feel ooh, yeah I feel like you, would, ooh, you, would fit, you would fit so well in that you know and the tones are really muted it's like muted blues muted browns grays like it's a very desaturated palette you know but that's what i'm talking about like a lot of stuff like is established in pre-production and then that's the cool part you're handed this thing and you're like, okay, let me do my part, you know? Because you're obviously hired, like, for your taste and style, right? Typically, Typically when you're on a shoot. Right. Do you feel like by now you, you, you have a particular style or it's kind of like it molds? I think it molds. I think it definitely molds. Um, it's more so, like, with, I, you know, I mean, as with anything, you should, like, adhere 
not adhere, but like follow the mood board, like follow where things are going. But I think if I I were to say that I have a particular taste or style, it'd be like, I'm a person that likes excess. I like very extravagant. Um, God, is that even a question that you were asking? Like layered? No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, no, like just extravagant, like very layered, like heavy, mm-hmm. like um, heavy handed, you know, like you say like less is more. I'm like, no, more is more. And I like <laughs> more is more. More is more. I like to um, go as far as I possibly can to produce an image. Yeah. And do, do you have kind of like, like accessories? I'm like, I love accessories. I love mm, like adding these details and extra layers, right? Yeah. That's definitely my thing. I'm not, I'm far off from, from minimalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you can see by my giant earrings. And yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is as minimal as it gets for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I, what I always like appreciate about you is that you really care about like, what you're wearing you know which is like a a representation of your personality like what you put on and and you know the colors you choose or the type of shirt whatever you know speaks volumes of your character and you always have some fucking cool shit on man and you say your mind is like crazy but then like you look at the fit and it's so thought out and like you know i think it's the only thing that my brain like allows me to like think out to figure out it's like yo let me look put these colors together right look get get this shit together look good that's it at the very least if i it's like one of my things. If I have, if I have to go out with a cool fit, it always has to be a cool fit because I could, I could leave this earth at any given moment. If my fit is not top tier, if it's not cool, then I can't do it. Like, I'm Shit. not gonna leave the house. Shit, that is. I mean, yeah, that's the way to live. You know, you die like in a, just a plain white tee and like fucking shorts. You know, like uh, cargo shorts or some shit. Just like. Damn, then you know that's you. Okay, you, you, no, you, you know, what can you do? But then, boom, you die with a fucking like dope ass fist and joy success. Damn, okay, this person was fresh when they died. Somebody just grabs the bracelet. Sounds so shallow. <laughs> yeah. Damn, this just grabs the bracelet. Oh, you know, it's these things now that you're providing to people. You there know, you know, know see stumble it's upon the scene. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all for you. At the end of the day. Take my kicks. Take what you want. Like when you die, you just have a sign. Take what you want. You just have your fucking <laughs> necklace ready to go. Do you do you wear a lot of necklaces too? Oh yeah. Um, I'm more so of an earring person, but necklaces too. I feel like I have all of like five necklaces, but I always wear them. Or I used to have a lot of chains, but most of my chains either broke or I have to detangle them. What's your favorite accessory to like? Earrings. Fil- like filter through earrings. Mm-hmm. Earrings. I'm a huge earrings person. Yeah. Um, but my biggest thing is that they're always big earrings, like giant. Like hoops or like giant hoops. They're like usually lassos, like shit you could use. Shit you could use, you yeah. know, like in the moment. Toss, like yeah. a ring toss. No, not like that. You know, like, like, like a spoon. spoon. <laughs> you have like on your earrings. You ever put you ever put utensils on your ear? No, no, no. no it's never I'm gone guessing. that far. It's never that abstract. But I could get that abstract. It's just I have yet to come across. The perfect pair of spoon and pencil. Right, that's the way. I mean, one day yeah, I'll actually, and it's gonna be on my to do list or on you know, my um hunt list to find a pair of utensil earrings. No, but um, Vic, uh, I wish you good luck with, with the, the goals yeah. you have for this year. Uh, thank you for coming on. Of course, thank I you think for having Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. I'm glad you came, and I'm glad we kind of opened up a little bit of the world of being a stylist and a mom and a mom, <laughs> you know, at the same fucking time. It's tricky shit, man. But um, thank you so much. Thank you. Take, Take care. care, guys. Peace. Shit.